When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's a calling that's kept us free. It's a place to belong. What's the calling? It's doing a job that makes a difference. Serving your community and your country. It's part-time service where the impact is full-time. What's your calling? Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College. Race and tackle, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! This is the Bud Light OU Huddle, presented by Bud Light. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. The OU Huddle is also brought to you by AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner Football. Moody's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in barbecue. And by Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Let's go! This is the OU Huddle. Now, here are your hosts, Teddy Lehman and the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Well, let's go with the huddle. We are live from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. I am not Toby Rowland. T-Rose on basketball assignment Well, tonight. I don't know. You're the voice of the football team. Last I heard, you called the last <laughs> game. Last man up. That's right. There you go. 1-0 and in bowl games. I'm just saying right now. Uh, but Toby's getting ready for basketball. Big one coming up on Thursday night between Oklahoma and Texas. Final regular season game, if you want to call it that. So for the next hour, Teddy and I get to talk a lot of Sooner football. We've got a top, what, 60 list we need to break down because the offseason is, Ted, as you know, you host a four-hour radio show every day. List season. It is list season, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, and we'll go all in on it. Uh, and I'm real excited because in our coaches' spotlight tonight, Ted, we get a chance to talk some Oklahoma Sooner defense, specifically the safeties. But, you know, when the safeties coach is also the defensive coordinator, that means we can go in-depth on a lot of issues. We're excited to talk to Alex Grinch and to Laren Turner-Yell. Uh, before we get to the, the, the quarterback list, you know, I, I'm just so pumped to hear your perspective on where this defense is going, the safety position, which we're going to talk about in depth tonight. But, man, what a job Alex Grinch has done. And this future looks incredibly bright for this defense, doesn't it? They've done awesome. I love what they've done with the position. I love what they've done with the recruiting, really, uh, across all of the defensive position groups, defensive line, linebacker, safety, corner. 
you know, we've gone from having the cupboard bare and being worried about talent to now it's who's going to play? How are we going to get all these guys on the field? Alex Grinch, he's my kind of coach. No nonsense, straight to the point. Tell me how it is. Tell me what you expect of me, and uh, let's go out and do it. So I love the job that they've done. And here's the thing, man. As good as last year was, the best is yet to come. And I think that every position on the field, across the board, except for maybe Ronnie Perkins' spot, I think they're going to be better. And you brought up a great point on that. There is so much talent on that defensive line that we're still excited to see, specifically that rush in position. Hey, we wish wish Ronnie all the best. And when we talk to Alex Grinch, we're going to talk about him. But, Ted, the the Reggie Grimes of the world, Isaiah Thomas coming back, the uh, Clayton Smiths. I mean, there's a lot of excitement of that rush in position. There's young guys that we really haven't seen yet. Uh, Joseph Huete, uh, Marcus Hicks is gigantic guy, (laughs) but you go back to the guys that are rotational players that played a year ago, Kelly Ellison, uh, Roberson, the list just goes on and on of guys, the rotation, you don't, you, you obviously have your premier players, but there's not a big amount of fall off. I feel comfortable with any mix and match of any of those guys that you can name in that defensive line room right now. And that's ex- ultimately, that's what you want. But you're going to teach us about safety play tonight, right? Yeah, that's we're going to talk we're some safeties. Okay. We're going to look right. at some safeties. Turner, Yale, Pat Fields kind of the jobs that they have and, and all the different responsibilities that can come from playing that safety spot. Our opening segment, as always, is brought to you by McIntyre Law, the law firm that you should turn to for all your personal injury needs. As we mentioned, Alex Grinch coming up later on in the show. We're going to hear from DeLair and Turner Yell, and Ted's going to teach us about the safety's role and responsibility in Speed D. But it is list season, and oh, do we have a doozy of a list, Ted. Bill Conley, who I think you're talking to tonight, right? Yeah. For your podcast. Gabe Eichert and I are going to have him on the show. Uh, ranked the top 60 quarterbacks of the 2000s, and looky here, six Sooners show up on that list. I think what maybe rattled most outside of the Sooner Nation was to see Baker Mayfield at number one. I think there were some Florida fans that were a little upset that Tim Tebow wasn't up there. Uh, I think that for some reason, Kansas City Chief fans were mad about Patrick Mahomes not being up well, there. Well, I but. guess it makes him look better. I don't know. but <laughs> I'm kidding, Chief I, fans. I, and I love Baker, but I even thought it was interesting <laughs> that they had him at number one. But he's not the only Sooner issue see Kyler Murray was seven Heisman Trophy winner Sam Bradford at 15 and Jason White at 30 Uh, Jalen Hurts ranked ahead of Jason White at 23 and Landry Jones at 36 on this on this list what it tells us more than anything else Ted is that from the Bob Stoops era to you know that the offensive coordinators that had preceded Lincoln Riley there's been some incredible quarterback play over the last 20 years here at Oklahoma let it go Jason I see it just whipping the deep ball down the field those throwback unis uh, here's the great thing about JY obviously Heisman Trophy winner uh, really started to click the 2003 season 2004 season you know fought back from the two knee injuries Here's the thing that we often forget about Jason White because we remember him from those those 03 and 04 seasons as a pocket quarterback. He was an incredible athlete before the two knee surgeries, and that's really how he got his start is his escapability, ability to run when he comes in against Texas. So who knows how good Jason White could have been and what the ceiling would have been had he been able to hang on to that outstanding athletic ability, but just a dynamite player, great leader, played at Oklahoma for 17 years, I think, (laughs) Um, 99 through like 2010 or something crazy like that, but just a a fantastic leader, a, a guy that the entire team would put their trust in every single week, no problem. And before we move on, Jason White, 30th on the list. Sam Bradford is going to be the next guy that we talk about. He's 15th on the list. But I did love when we covered the 2000 team this year, Jason White talked about how he and Mark Clayton, I, I forget who else he mentioned on that scout team, was responsible for making that defense better in practice. How about Sam? What Number one pick overall by the then St. Louis Rams. And I think sometimes we forget, thankfully we've had the flashback show we did this summer in our classic games to remind us, man, he was just, he was incredibly accurate and had yep. such great touch. Look at some of these throws, just the way he was able to deliver the football from the pocket. They had a great running game. He was surrounded by a bunch of great talent. 
that's obvious. All these quarterbacks were, but there was just something about the accuracy that he had that was, you know, just totally unique. That. A great deep ball, accurate underneath. Here he is in the pocket, little play action, pump fake, deliver it to the big tight end down the seam. And, you know, he's yet another guy that sometimes we forget about how athletic, not a big runner, but could move around in the pocket. How about Landry? This is the all-time passing leader in Oklahoma Sooner football history, won conference championships, and didn't really have the NFL career that, say, uh, uh, Kyler's in the midst of, that Baker's having, or, or even that Sam Bradford had. But he was uh, big in some big games, Teddy. And speaking of accuracy and strong arms, this man had an absolute cannon. I think Landry Jones is one of the most underappreciated Sooners of any position of all time. 16,000 or so passing yards from him. Hey, yeah, would he throw some interceptions? Yes, he would. There's no doubt about that. Uh, that, was, that was one of his problems, but he was an aggressive uh, quarterback that would let it out, go make the plays that he needed to. Uh, Landry was outstanding during his tenure uh, here at Oklahoma. The yards speak for themselves. BCS games, uh, conference championships. I think Landry Jones deserves more credit than he gets sometimes. Yeah, and he has a lot of highlights here throwing to a guy that probably deserves more credit in Ryan Broyles. All right. One of my favorite moments with you on the sidelines, Ted, was when we were in Knoxville for, I, I guess you could say, the Baker statement game. Because from this moment on, everybody in the country knew about Baker Mayfield. He's number one, number one on ESPN's list. And... Boy, what a show he put on during his three seasons as a starter. This this game right here, this is really everyone's introduction to Baker Mayfield, right. myself included, <laughs> as a Sooner. And it's really Baker Mayfield personified. You look at this list. He's number one on the list overall. He's not the best. He, of just the Oklahoma guys, he's not the best thrower. No. He's not the best runner. He's not the best athlete. He's not the biggest. He, he doesn't have all of the measurables, but he has the it factor. And we found that out in this game. There's just something a little bit different, the way that he competes, the way that he grinds, the way that he inspires an entire sideline and an entire fan base. He's the only player I've really watched in college football that would have Everyone watching on TV, everyone in attendance, home and away in the palm of his hand at every single moment of the game. When Hugh Jackson came for Pro Day with the Browns, he said he was the Pied Piper of Sooner football. And look what he's doing in Cleveland now. He took the Browns to the playoffs and Try. nearly, nearly beat the Chiefs. All right. He's not the best athlete on this list. This next guy's the best athlete on this list, and he's showing it every single day. Ted, he gave us some jaw-dropping moments in an Oklahoma Sooner uniform, didn't he? Unbelievable. <laughs> athleticism, ability throwing the football, poise under pressure, just total calm, cool, collected, making some of the most incredible plays we've ever seen. And he's one of the guys that could play quarterback and win the Heisman Trophy in any era of college football. There's no doubt in my mind. You can't say that about a Bradford or a – or maybe even a Y or even a Baker. Kyler Murray would have won the Heisman Trophy as an option quarterback, right? So um, he's just unbelievable. There's not anything that this kid can't do. Yeah. His capability in the pocket, uh, called running plays, <laughs> deep ball, underneath throws and accuracy. Just he's incredible. And then from Kyler to his replacement, the Philadelphia Eagles starting quarterback, question mark. Jalen Hurts, he wowed us in a season, Ted. Heisman Trophy finalist and uh, did it in a little bit more of a physical way running the football than we saw from Kyler. But it, this is unique because Jalen Hurts, as you look at those statistics, 70% completions, 32 touchdowns, added like another 23 on the ground, 50-something total touchdowns. It's amazing. Over, well over 1,000 yards rushing. His numbers are ridiculous, but... Everyone was like, okay, thanks, we'll see you later. And, <laughs> you know, it's because he came from Alabama. We all knew what this was. Right. But it, what he did was totally special, totally uh, unique. We hadn't had a quarterback like that. We'd had, we'd had some guys that were athletic and runners, but a power downhill runner at quarterback and uh, accurate throwing the football both underneath and deep balls. Kind of had it all. I think one of my favorite new debates has become whenever you're sitting around, someone might say, minute and a half, two minutes ago in the game, 
You're on the 20-yard line, 80 yards to go. You got to score a touchdown to win the game. Which of the Sooner quarterbacks are you going with, Ted? I, you you point you pose the oh, question. No. Don't See, back I, out of this. I, I, I always say Baker because there's a chance that Baker could see this, and then he's like, what, you're not going to You're going to make the right, list. Exactly. I don't want to make the list. I don't want to be on Baker's list, but it would be close between Baker and Kyler. So absolutely no love to Jason White, no love to Sam Bradford. <laughs> no love for Jalen Hurts. I mean, I don't know if you it's know tough. this, but both of those guys made it to a national That's championship right. game and just nah. forget about it. I guess I – Maybe we need to reevaluate this conversation. I'll say Kyler. There you go. All right, when we come back on the huddle, we're going to talk some defense. That's a really amazing list when you think about the success that the Sooners have had at the quarterback position. Six quarterbacks over the last 20 years considered amongst the top in college football. The defense is producing some talent next. We'll talk about it with Alex Grinch. Stick around. It's the huddle. The huddle is brought to you by Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue. Kim Cade Coach Lines. The official motor coach carrier of Sooner Athletics. AT&T 5G. The official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Homeland. A fresh experience. Proud sponsor of Sooner Football. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. Log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast. Presented by Allstate and Riverwind. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Anheuser-Busch, whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Get your ice cold Bud Light, Bud Light Seltzer hip. Even though you can't go to the game, doesn't mean the game can't be brought to you now, hip. Just go to BudLight.com slash delivery. That's BudLight.com slash delivery. Give me two bagels. Coming at you. It's a little short. Ow. Sorry. You know what? I'm just going to walk them over to you. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Enjoy responsibly. Heiser Bush, Bud Light Beer, and Bud Light Seltzer. IRC Beer, Beer in Texas, St. Louis, Missouri. workouts from like months ago and that's from this week Benny Wiley Brian Keegan's Scotty Kolak Cesar Martinez it's their time to shine and, and Ted those are the the Sooner strength coaches what's amazing is we talk about summer workouts and the heat and and the disappointment or the challenge I should say sometimes these can be more challenging than any of those summer workouts they're they're totally brutal and <laughs> Here's the funny thing. I'm watching that video, and the first thing I'm thinking is, hey, that's nice. I see some sun <laughs> shining in the windows in the background. I didn't know what it's like to work out in the winter when it wasn't 5 a.m. <laughs> coaches' workouts in the old indoor. So, no, that's fantastic. Summer workouts is a grind. There's no doubt about it. The weather is brutal, but the real strength and weight gains, the big jumps are usually made in the winter. That's why sometimes you'll see a guy in the spring and you're like, what happened to him? Exactly. Because they've committed themselves after the season. All right, time for our coaching report brought to you by Riverwind. Riverwind, still the one. And uh, earlier today, I had a chance to catch up with Sooner Defensive Coordinator Alex Grinch. Uh, Coach, we're talking a lot about safeties tonight with, uh, with Teddy on the huddle. Can you kind of take us through what you put on your safeties, your expectations of them in this defense? Well, a number of things. One, that, you know, they're responsible for a lot of the communication that, that we have. And so, you know, I, I guess maybe a little bit as a, as a coordinator, it, it may be a benefit to them or, or something that uh, is a frustration for them. They have to deal with me also in the position room. Um, but, but, you know, I have always used them kind of as, as my voice on the field. And so put a lot on them from a communication standpoint. That's one. Um, I, you know, obviously, you know, very involved in both the run game and the pass game. So much like a linebacker in, uh, in the run game, you know, using those guys and, and, and 
uh, in, in fits, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, quarterback run game and that, but also, you know, you're, you're talking about guys that have, you know, cover skills like corners. And so it's a uh, unique job description we put a lot on their plates. You know, uh, you have two guys that have now been starters for you for going on three seasons, and it looks like we're going to have some awesome competition there. Can you take us through your comfort level now with the depth you've been able to cre create on that back end over the last few years? Yeah, I think we got a, a pretty healthy, you know, representation of, of old and new, you know, old and experienced um, you know guys that have been in the fire guys that have been uh, you know played in you know championship uh, you know football games um, and and have held up uh, extremely well on, on, on you know uh, in those moments and then you got you got youth behind it and I, th I think the youth is athletic I think it's it's eager um, I think it's kind of you know in the in the realm of two recruiting classes since since we've been here that uh, you know guys that uh, you know are going to have to position themselves to compete for playing time uh, you know starting this spring. You know it's 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 been fun to follow the the off season if there is a such thing anymore to see the addition of a guy like Key Lawrence. Now we had a chance to talk about your freshman during the signing day show, but what stood out about Key and what made you want to bring him to Oklahoma? Well, it was a unique situation that was kind of presented to us with uh, you know just the the, the newness of our transfer rules. Um, and so, um, again, the, the opportunity presented itself and in, in, in something that uh, both both Key and, and uh, you know, uh, Coach Riley, myself, you know, want, wanted to, to make happen. You know, the, I say it's unique in that it, it's, uh, one, the timing of it, and then number two, you know, the fact that we spent so much time uh, recruiting him. Uh, right. I mean, I recruited him uh, over the course of several years. He was on an official visit during the, the, the 2019 season. Um, there was a couple guys on in the program and a Woody Washington, Reggie Grimes, so a little bit of connection there. And that goes back to, again, the recruiting process. Um, and a guy in a lot of ways, you know, our, our gut instinct, my gut instinct uh, uh, in particular, was, was, was someone that, that wanted to be in Oklahoma sooner. Um, and it just when push came to shove, you know, made the decision to uh, uh, stick closer to home, at least in that moment. And so uh, things have a funny way of working out, and we're, we're certainly thrilled to have him. One, one of the fascinating guys, he didn't get to play last year when he came in, he was a little dinged up. But Justin Harrington was always there, Coach. He was always on the sidelines, and he just looks the part. Can you kind of take us through your expectations of him or the kind of player that he can be? Yeah, Justin, I think he has position flexibility, played safety in the junior college. We, you know, we play you know, really base out of five defensive backs between the two corner spots, two safeties and nickel. And so, you know, our job, myself, Coach Manning, is to, to, to find kind of what his, uh, you know, best position for us will be. We, you know, we felt like he had position flexibility coming out of junior college. He has the athleticism, certainly has the size. Um, and so this is a huge spring for him. And, and you know, it's, it's a difficult spring, you know, uh, for, for under, you know, one particular reason is the fact you're wearing the knee brace. You're coming off it. So it's not just new player uh, that's find the best spot for it. It's also, you know, a guy that, uh, you know, the, the maturation in terms of understanding the defense and, and, uh, and just playing and executing the techniques and fundamentals of being a defensive back you haven't had a chance to do in a long time. And so, you know, not, not dissimilar to where, where a, um, a Trey Norwood would have been a year ago, right. um, which obviously that got wiped out uh, the, the spring uh, uh, in its entirety. But uh, a guy we're excited about uh, and, and – uh, is getting healthy and uh, will be he healthy this fall. Uh, final thought about the safeties real quick before we talk general defense. What does it mean to you to have two experienced guys like Pat and, and DTY back there that can communicate to you? I mean, I I've learned so much, Coach, and just watching you, Coach, and that communication that they can bring from what they see on the field to the sidelines, that's, that's priceless, right? No, it is. And I think, you know, specific to their play, you know, the, the game has a tendency to slow down. You hear people say that, but it's true in so many ways. Um, you're, you're not thinking about what communication needs to be made between each and every down. You know, that, that, be, that becomes a little bit of, uh, you know, something that's been rehearsed so many times. You know, that, that picture, you know, uh, that, that, that you've seen so many times over the course of the years makes it a little bit easier for you than, okay, well, I can, I can focus on making a play. And I don't think that's, you know, now all of a sudden happening uh, as they're going into year three, but it's a benefit of year three, and we need we need to reap that benefit. They they do as individuals, and we got to do a good job as coaches to allow them to to do those things. But we, we you know the, the term practice is to normalize. We're normalizing communications. We're normalizing you know what offenses do and reactions to formations, reactions to plays, and then you know with that you know what, what is now in your back pocket when you play so many uh, games or have so many games under your belt. Once again, all those those game reps and now you know been been. Uh, uh, you know, in, in that uh, uh, feather in your cap, or like I said, in your, in your back pocket that you can draw from.
We got more with Alex Grinch coming up here in just a bit, presented by Riverwind, still the one. And, Teddy, we didn't. Get, we talked with Coach on signing day about Jordan Mukes, but here's an impressive kid out of Choctaw, six foot four, just about 200 pounds now. That size that we're starting to see at that safety position. No, he, he does. He has great size, great length, great athleticism. And, you know, you've got to have that. You've got to be able to have all the tools. You know, there's a fine line at safety between being a, a nice, big, uh, you know, athletic safety and being too big. Can you cover a slot receiver? <laughs> right. Can you can you cover guys man to man? Can you move? Can you cover the ground that you need to? So there's a fine line. And obviously, the bigger, the better. We all wish we could have a six eight safety that weighed 265 pounds <laughs> and ran a four three forty. But those guys <laughs> don't exist. So you have to find the guys that can check all of the boxes and they're rare. But guys like Jordan Mukes are, are starting to, to pop up. The bigger athletic guys that could run and make plays. This is some high school video of Keyshawn Damar Lawrence. Key Lawrence, the newest member of the Oklahoma Sooners. Innsworth High School out of Nashville, Tennessee. You heard Coach Grinch say that Sooners had been recruiting him and talking to him back in 2019. But he's already had a year of SEC play under his belt at Tennessee where he saw action in all 10 games as a DB, had four tackles in the season finale against A&M. Ted, I know we are excited to see him on the field, but what have you heard so far? What's kind of your expectations of Key Lawrence? Uh, just watching some of these highlights, watching some Tennessee stuff, another big rangy safety that is smooth, athletic, you know, always in a good position, but whenever he needs to, he's explosive and he can make a play and be physical at the point of attack. So, hey, man, I, I think these guys are great. And, and Coach Grinch said it there. You've got experience versus athleticism. What's going to win out? In my opinion, experience always wins out because I don't care how athletic you are. If you're busting on the back end and giving up big plays, your coach is going to sit you down. So, Turner Yale and Pat Fields are going to be two really difficult guys to, to beat out in a position battle. But we've got that athleticism and those guys kind of setting the bar as far as what you need to do on the field. We're going to have a, a level of safety play that we haven't seen in some time. You mentioned ETY Troubles coming up next. Plus, we'll hear from Alex Grinch a little bit more in depth on the defense in general. You're watching The Huddle from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, brought to you by Bud Light. Wherever there's a suitor game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. The Huddle is brought to you by Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue. Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Anheuser-Busch, whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. Riverwind, still the one. Ah, this is a tradition unlike any other. The unfurling of the Big 12 championship banner in the Everest training facility. Uh, it's got company, a lot of company there, Ted, on the walls. It does. <laughs> At some point, they're going to have to slow down and stop winning championships or get a bigger indoor, one of the two, because <laughs> they're running out of slots. But that's so cool. As a player, to see that happen and to go into that indoor and see that up, it just, it, you got this big rush of pride uh, seeing an accomplishment of yours up there with all of the, the greats that came before you. Yeah, what are we, uh, we've, we've got one for the other thumb, so the Sooners will be looking for seven in a row in 2021. Oh, that rhyme. Look out. I'm rhyming tonight. It's the huddle presented by Bud Light with Ted Lehman. I'm Chris Plank sitting in for Toby Rowland. We've got more from Alex Grinch coming up in just a bit, but the safeties are very much in our spotlight tonight. Coming up in our next segment, Ted's going to lay out the responsibilities the safeties have in Alex Grinch's defense. But why don't we hear from one of the guys who is on the field and has started as many games, one of the leading tacklers for the Sooners over the last couple of seasons, DeLaren Turner Yell. So, so many things I want to talk to you about, and I know we don't have a lot of time, but on, on this show tonight, Teddy Lehman is going to talk about safety play and mm -hmm. just the, the, the challenges and the uniqueness of what Alex Grinch uses and how he uses you guys. Right. Can you just take us through, I don't know, the difficulties, the unique nature of how Coach Grinch uses his safeties in his system? Uh, well, the, the way Coach Grinch uses us is he, he makes it to where our job is much easier. You know, he takes the thinking out of the game. So, 
any way any way possible that he can get it to where you know we're not thinking you know we're just playing fast and just making plays like like that's what makes it makes him so great at what he does because he knows how to simplify the game for his players and just limit the amount of thinking that we have to do in and out of plays and you're entering your third season of it you seem pretty comfortable in what your guys responsibility is right um it's kind of funny because he kind of talked about that this morning as far as like, you know, when we're doing drills, as far as like, you know, going over plays, it should feel like chaotic to us. But he also brought up, you know, if you're an older guy in the program, you know, we've been running the same plays, so it's not going to be so much chaos for you or for us, you know, as the, as the older guys. So we have to kind of, you know, really just focus and lock in because if you – continue to hear the same things over and over and over you kind of get get kind of get lazy with it as far as like okay well I've already heard this I know if I see this and I have to do this so it kind of we have to as a, as the older guys we have to just lock in and be able to focus on the assignments even though we've heard it time and time again obviously we've seen you star uh, and have a great turnaround not even turnaround after the injury had a great season last year the turnaround has been with this defense how fun has it been been for you to see the reputation of this this team's defense change over the last couple years man man it's, it's been a tremendous honor I can tell you that much you know from from the time I came in up until this point you know just seeing a complete turnaround with the defense you know that it, it just kind of buys into you know guys just trusting the process because when I came in, you know, things, you know, what weren't really up to the standard. And, you know, the, it, it, seeing the defense play now, it makes it much funner to be able to go out and, you know, do it with those guys because, you know, everyone is on the same page. You know, the guy next to you is going to go out and compete for you and do his job to the best of his ability. So now it's just like everyone on the defense is able to trust one trust one another and we're able to just come come together as one. You mentioned your comfort in this defense, but obviously iron sharpens iron. There's some fun competition in that secondary right now. Right. You and Pat are the incumbents, but, man, take me through what you've seen from, from Justin Harrington, from Key stepping into the mix. I know that mm -hmm. we really haven't had a chance to get on the field yet, but just to have these guys around here to help provide some depth, what's that, what's that been like? Man, like you said, it's competitive nature, you know, on the back end. And in this game of football, you know, it's all, it's all about competing. And, you know, I was talking to someone the other day, and I'm like, you know, I really wouldn't want to have it no other way than to have someone behind me pushing me because at the end of the day, that's going to make all of us better. You know, like you said, me and Pat, we do start. But with us having two guys behind us that's being able to push us to be better, they're getting better along the way, and they're also making us, you know, be better individuals as football players. So, you know, with Key coming in, you know, transferring from another school, you know, I'm just amazed at how fast, you know, he's learned the playbook. You know, uh, we were, like, going over plays the other day, and, you know, I was kind of, like, you know, helping him out, telling him what to do. And I like, I like the fact that he doesn't really want the help. He wants to learn, like, on the fly. Like, okay, if he messes up, if he messes up, then, you know, correct him. But... Like I said, he, he in other words, he isn't afraid to mess up. Like he's he's gonna go in, he's gonna do everything full speed. You know, he, he's gonna show he's gonna give us the best version of him. And I like that about him. Same thing with Justin, you know, Justin is, you know, kind of a, a long, you know, defensive back, you know, tall, and he can run. So he's a crazy athlete. He's another one, you know, even though he was here last year, but he, he ended up, you know, not playing because of the injury. But he's still, you know, been locked in in the offseason. I've seen him, you know, progress through his um, his rehab time, you know, asking the, the trainers, you know, well, can I get extra reps? Can I do this? Can I do that? You know, so just his knack to be able to get better is, is, is amazing to me. You know, before I let you go, and last question, I'll let you get out of here, but can you take us through how important your family, your mom is to you? Because I know it's a big motivating factor for you, isn't it? Right. Yes, sir. Um, you know, growing up, you know, I've seen my mom do some tremendous things. And you know what's crazy? Because Grinch was talking about how, you know, his alarm clock goes off right now. And, you know, he's a 40-year-old man, but he doesn't want to get up. <laughs> And so, you know, it just kind of took me back to, you know, all those times, you know, my mom got up, you know, had to get ready for work. But in reality, she probably really didn't want to do it. But she know she knew that she had to provide for me and my sister for us to be able to, you know, get the things that we needed. And so it's kind of like constant reminder, like when my alarm goes off, like, well, when my mom didn't feel like doing it, she got up and she had to end up doing it. So, you know, with with me seeing her go through the things that, that she's been through just shows me that, you know, even when times are hard that, you know, you can push through that and, and make the most out of it. Love talking to you, Delaren. Have a great uh, off season, if there is a such thing <laughs> as the off season, and good luck the rest of the way, man. Yes, sir. Thank you.
DeLaren Turner Yell, second leading tackler for the Sooners the last couple of seasons. Ted will see a lot more of his film in our next segment, but uh, he's not afraid to get his face mask in there. No, he's not. I, I, that's one of the things that I really love about him. He's, he's one of the more physical safeties that you'll see in the Big 12. Uh, he, he's got great angles to the football. Uh, you know, the experience factor that he talked about, that Coach Grinch has talked about, is great. And I love that when you heard you know, uh, him talking about what some of the things Coach Grinch had said, making it chaotic. If it's not chaotic in practice and it's loud, there's movement, there's guys flying around, there's coaches everywhere, uh, there's you know, just players you know, running all over at different positions and they're trying to get reps or hurrying people through. That's how it's got to be because it's never calm and easy and things go the way that they're supposed to in a football game. That never happens. So I love that they're still trying to f find a way to get these guys sharper. But, man, I really like what 32 brings. Physical, 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 and great angles to the football. Yeah, and if uh... – if DeLaren Turner is second in tackles on the team the last couple of seasons, the guy who has been right there with him is Pat Fields, the union product, entering his senior season. And, you know, here is a guy that I, I feel like plays with a chip on his shoulder, Tad. Really smart football player. He is. He's smart. He's a guy that's got some pretty good length, good athleticism on the back end. They ask him to do a lot. You know, as a safety, you have to do a bunch of different things. And Pat Fields, he'll be a blitzer at times. He'll be in run fits. He'll be a high safety on the back end of some zone coverages. So he has to do a bunch of things. And at the same time, you've got to be incredibly physical, be the leader, communicate, know everything that's going on both in the running game and the passing game. And I think you've got that in both of these guys. You know, one of my favorite Pat Fields moments was on the field after the Big 12 championship game where I tried to ask him how special it was to wrap up his career with a Big 12 championship win in his first interception. And it reminded me, what are you doing? I got another year left. So coming back for a senior season, three years in this defense, uh, had his first interception in the Big 12 championship game, a very bright future. And speaking of that, you got a couple of other guys. You know, Justin Broyles has been in the mix for a while. And, you know, Ted, I'll never forget the first game. Uh, of this season, I texted you from down on the field. I said, this Bryson Washington kid, yeah. he looks the part. They're getting the guys that fit that kind of body type that Alex Grinch wants back there. Bryson Washington's got a chance this year. What I like about Bryson Washington is he is aggressive. He's one of those guys that, okay, maybe he's not going to be in perfect position all the time, but right. he's playing with his hair on fire. He <laughs> flies all over the field. In incredibly aggressive. That's what you want at safety. Now, You've got to find a way to where you can play aggressive and uh, downhill and, and really bring that energy, but it's called safety for a reason. You've got to be the safety valve. You're the last line of defense, so you've got to make sure that you come under control, and I think that he'll be able to. He's an excellent athlete, and Justin Broyles is going to be battling back from injury himself, but yet another really well-rounded athlete could play multiple positions for them. It's going to be a deep room. It yeah. really is. And, we, you know, there's names like Cradell. You don't know where he's going to end up uh, in this mix and these young guys that are coming in. It's going to be a fun year with the competition in that back end. Speaking of that, the competition is beyond the safety position. This defense in general is feeling very good with its roster. We went in depth on the defense as a whole with Alex Grinch. When you look at the defense in general, has it become more normalized? I remember year one was installation and understanding, and, you know, year two guys started to get it. Is, is it more normalized for them to understand the responsibilities and react? It absolutely is. I mean, you're, you're, you're spending less time talking about alignments, for instance. You know, you're, 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 you know, this time you know, of year, we spend a lot of time on scheme. We spend a lot of time on, on you know, watching you know, what we call cut-ups from the previous year and watching individual calls versus individual sets and plays. You know, make sure from a coaching staff standpoint that we're putting our guys in the best situation to be successful. And that, that's a lot of times where the tweaks for us, and everybody's different, but what we believe in is the things we practice in the spring are the things that we're going to execute in the fall. Uh, over the course of a 12, 13, 14 game season. Um, and so that, that's, this is the pressure time for us as coaches in a lot of ways from a scheme standpoint. So we, because we can't, we're not tackling anybody. Right. You know, we're not making plays on footballs. We're not sacking quarterbacks. And so this is the time where we really want to load the scheme uh, in. The nice thing is that so much of it 
that's already preloaded um, in terms of understanding our, the, the, we speak the same language um, adjustments are just that adjustments not uh, uh, you know not necessarily new install but it's also an opportunity to okay what, what we did last year let's not take the approach and say okay well, let's just run it back and, and, and all is well it's it's how can we enhance and so uh, that's this time of year and uh, and as you get into spring football now now all of a sudden the effort level uh, cranks up in terms of what we coach uh, obviously that's being done in the weight room don't get me wrong that we never get uh, too far from that but as coaches specifically this is classroom time for us how important then has that continuity been between you and coach Odom and coach Manning I know Jamar Kane came on board last year but it was almost like he's been here since day one with you and Tibbs and I mean it's been pretty consistent coach how important has that consistency been whenever it comes to this time of the season well again it's not installing as, as coaches either it's it's not you know us, us talking to each other and, and uh, you know saying this is what we want to be we, we have a, a product that we're proud of it's also a pro- product that uh, and, and the, the exact same breath you know we say it is not what we want it to be yet and so you know trying as much as anything to you know establish a standard within our room as coaches um, you know we, we've we, there's a benchmark that, that we've reached up until this point and we have to make a decision as coaches to say whether or not that's good enough uh, the University of Oklahoma says it's not you know we're in an elite place um, and that's okay but that's also not discounting the things that we've been able to do over the first two years specifically in 2020 a top 30 defense we're very very proud of that and it took a lot of hard work on a lot of people's part to, to get to that point and we talk about top 10 against the run and so many stats and the takeaways kind of exploding as the season went on but there's also that okay now what you know, it, it uh, and, and so from a coaching staff standpoint, we're excited to uh, to see each other. At least uh, I don't know how they may not be excited to see me all the time, um, but that, that, that's the role. And, and um, but but also looking at each other and say, OK, this is how we did it. How can we make it better? And so that's that's the nice part when when staff's been uh, if you do it right, that's that's the nice part when a staff's been together is you can you can uh, kind of have those conversations. Uh, final thought, we'll let you go. Last year, Kenneth Murray gets drafted in the first round. We see Brian Osamoa step up, David Aguay who play well this year we got a Ronnie Perkins who's getting a lot of buzz but that defensive line coach you've, you've got the return of Jalen Redmond uh, these young guys started to show out at times last year that defensive line regardless of losing a guy like like Ronnie Perkins looks like it's ready for 2021 at least from a personnel perspective you know it is and, it, and, and you know I would love to get used to having the number of bodies that we have in our defensive front that we're excited about now in, in some cases it's not you know a known product just yet you know like it like a guy like Ronnie and and, and I don't want to uh, in, in minimize his impact. And, you know, tremendous player, uh, and he'd be sorely missed. And we're excited, for, obviously, for his future. But um, we, we we better not get used to uh, having as many names as we, as we have that we feel can be uh, you know big time players for us. And, and and young, and again, kind of kind of similar to some other spots, young and old guys with some experience, and other guys that uh, may, may not be household names just yet that that uh, we're awfully excited about in a freshman class to add to it. And we rotate. A lot of fronts, so there's tremendous opportunities, and uh, uh, no, it's a, it's an exciting uh, exciting group, and so uh, which also comes with expectations, and so they, they're they're going to a lot of going to be on their plate this spring. Coach, appreciate your time, man. Uh, best of luck the rest of the way, and we'll see you in the spring. All right, sounds good. Thanks. That's Alex Grinch and our coaches' interviews, of course, brought to you by Riverwind. It's time to go in layman's terms when we come back. Thanks to Alex Grinch. Thanks to Delaren Turner Yell. You're watching the Huddle, presented by Bud Light, live from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Stick around. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the TuneIn app and listen free. OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics exclusively. Welcome back to the huddle from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, brought to you by Bud Light. Wherever there is a Sooner game to watch, there's a Bud Light there with Teddy Lehman. I'm Chris Plank. And, Teddy, we're going to go in layman's terms here in a second, but 
Uh, impressive stuff from Alex Grinch, and you've talked about it a lot. That that depth is something pretty special right now in that defensive line. No, I, I like the defensive line. We've got tons of depth. The rotation is great. Same thing at inside backer, though. Uh, we've got plenty of guys that can play. You know, Osamoa's coming back. Deshaun White's still here. Aguebu. Don't forget about Caleb Kelly. Right. Plus, we got young guys that are going to be rotating in. So, we've got a ton of depth there, and we've got guys that now know the defense. And I think that one thing that Alex Grinch said that I love is we now speak the same language, right? So everyone, for the most part, understands the defense, and you've got newcomers coming in. But it, what's the best way to learn a language? It's not to learn it all together with a group of people. It's to go somewhere where everyone else knows it and you're immersed in it, right, where that's all that's happening and you have to come up to speed really quickly. And that's what's going on right now with Oklahoma defense. Everyone there is playing at a high level. They understand it. And whenever you come in that room, whether it's defensive line, linebacker, secondary, it brings you up to their level way quicker than everyone trying to learn it together. I love where they're at. Next year is going to be better than the previous. Yeah, and it's uh, it was real interesting in following the progression because Alex Grinch talked about, hey, year one was you know installing and understanding the language, and maybe we were reacting more. Now they're reading, see it, and, and they're instigating. I mean, it, this is fun, really, in year three. And as he said, they they welcome the expectations. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's what comes with the territory right, right here. I, I need to stop because I'm getting all fired <laughs> up. Let's get to in layman's terms, and it's brought to you by Kincaid Coach, the official murder coach carrier of OU Athletics. You can visit KincaidCoach.com for more information. We're talking safety, Ted. Yeah, let's just get into a little bit of some general safety talk, R really highlight uh, Turner Yell and Pat Fields and, and what all responsibilities come with them. And we're going to start off the reel here, and we're going to start with Turner Yell. And we talked about how good of a tackler he is. See him come from the middle of the field. He's got all that space. You have to have great angles as a safety, and he's got that. And he's physical at the point of attack. See, he has to pursue from all the way across the field. He came from the far side, and he meets right at the point of contact. There's no wasted space, wasted movement in there. He's always at a good inside-out position, and he caps off. And what do I mean by he doesn't go up on the end of a play when a running back or a quarterback is about to go down. You don't let them just dictate how they're going to go to the ground. You cap off physically. You bring the hat. You make them pay whenever they're going to run the football or carry the football against you. And I think he does an outstanding job of that. Again, he covers a ton of ground. He does it with an exceptional angle. And he caps off when he gets there. He makes them feel what he brings. you got to have your best tacklers at the safety position. And I think Turner Yell is definitely that guy for the Sooners. And you just see the, the tape continues to roll. Here he is, man-to-man -man coverage, really good read there on a route, makes a, a pass breakup. That's film study. That's understanding the defense, knowing where you're going to be. There he is rallying up and making a tackle uh, in front of the chains, forcing a, a punt. And Pat Fields, kind of the same stuff with Pat Fields. Now, what I think is interesting about Pat Fields is all the different things that he'll have to do. And you watch these safeties. It's the only guy on the field that's asked to blitz, to be a part of the run fit, to be deep help in zone coverage or man-to-man -man coverage over the top, to have to cover man-to-man. -man. And when I say man-to-man, -man, that's man-to-man -man against a running back, man-to-man -man against a tight end, or man-to-man -man against a wide receiver, the full gamut of skill position. They also have to play all of the different spots in zone coverage. They'll be a flat player. They'll be a hook player. They'll be a curl player. They have to do absolutely everything out there on the field. You have to have a guy that has a wide range of abilities that can do all those, th all those things and do them well. And you see that with Pat Fields throughout this, this highlight reel. He's in a ton of different positions out there on the field. Just does an excellent job. Alex Grinch asks a lot of his safeties. Yeah. And they've performed so far. And now... They That's after the snap. Right. Before the snap, you need to communicate the personnel grouping, <laughs> the formation, the call, the check. What are we in? It's off. Ice this call. We're going man-to-man. -man. We're going quarters. It's it's a, just an orchestration that's always happening back there. Once you get to the play and it's happening, that's the easy part. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, we'll have our final segment. Um, great stuff, Ted. Learning a lot about the safeties tonight. Here on The Huddle. From Rudy's, presented by Bud Light.
Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Health, Anheuser-Busch, and the OU College of Professional and Continuing Studies. And our community partners, Landers Auto Group, Coca-Cola, and OU Health. Final segment of The Huddle, live from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, brought to you by Bud Light, is by the numbers. Now, we have four questions, right? Right. Toby's got a four-question lead over you, and I could not be worse at trivia like this. I think he's got a one-question lead over me. Chad <laughs> McKee came oh, in and okay. me. Okay. Well, Actually, brought, that's not true. It, it's brought to you by Pike Pass, the fastest, safest, most efficient way to travel. Oklahoma, Kansas, and Texas. Hey, Sooners, don't get past. Get Pike Pass. Here we go. Question number one. What is the current program record for most interceptions by a Sooner? in their collegiate career. Uh, you can take the first guess at this one. We'll let you have okay, the um, I'll let, Let's see here. 11-12 uh, games, a four-year career. I'm going to say 22. 22? Yeah. Does that seem high or low? That seems really good. I think it might be – I think it's maybe a little bit higher than that. Okay. Since you said 22, I'm going to say – I'm going to say 24. Okay. Answer is? 18. A career interceptions, 18 is the mark. I Dang almost it. guessed 16. All right, what's next? What's next? There you go, Toby. That's my one win I can give you. I'm re- what is the current program record for most consecutive extra points by a kicker in a single season? I think I think Seibert said it. Uh, I think Seibert said it. I think he did. Since I'm up first, I'm going to say 73. Oh. Well, I'm glad you went first because I was going to guess in the 40s. So I'm going to guess 65. You go 73, I go 65. The answer is 81. 81. Wow. Wow. I would have been way. See, I'm awful at this. All right, next question because we're running out of time here. What is the current program record for most points by a Sooner across their collegiate career? Oh, my gosh. I'm not even going to come close. The current program record for most points. It's got to be it's got to be Cybert again. It is Cybert because he I'm just beat DeMarco say, Murray. I'm gonna say he's got I'm gonna say he's got three hundred and three hundred and ninety points. See, I was gonna go four hundred. That was gonna be I my guess. Very even four hundred. And the I think answer I was is low. Four ninety nine. And then time for one more. One more, Teddy to push. What is the current program record for the most attendees at an Oklahoma football game? The most attendees at an Oklahoma. At f- Oklahoma? Right. Or just, just in o- general. Away games too. Oh my gosh. I'm going to say the record is 107,500. I was going to go 120,000 from the Tennessee game because I think they increased capacity. It is 109. 109. So does that is that you? Yes. Oh gosh. So we pushed. I feel a lot better about that. I, you did good. I, I'm, wow. I, good job. Numbers wise, I am just awful at things. It's like the if you wouldn't have done the point one first, right. my guess would have been really embarrassing. <laughs> it would have ended up on some sort of blooper reel somewhere. All right, hey Teddy, this has been a blast. Man, awesome, this is man. an awesome show. We appreciate everyone tuning in. You can download the show on the podcast page at SoonerSports.com/podcast. Thanks to Alex Grinch. Thanks to Delaire and Turner Yell. For Teddy Layman, I'm Chris Plank and our producer Kurt. We'll see you guys next week in the huddle, presented by Bud Light, live from Rudy's. Boomer Sooner, everyone. On the Sooner Sports Network.